all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life, well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week to help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a few sponsors that not only help to make it possible to produce this show five days a week, but that I'm also genuinely passionate about promoting especially since they're helping to fund all the cool projects we have in the works, such as the Positive Head app, the docuseries that I'm intending to begin shooting within the next year, and whatever else we dream up over here at Positive Headquarters to help spread consciousness across the planet. Now, if you're short on time or just super excited for today's topic and want to dive right in and skip these ads, feel free to fast forward about four minutes to get right into today's show. That being said, I strongly encourage you to listen because the reason I'm passionate about my sponsors is because they've made a huge impact in my own life, which is why I've aligned with these organizations. And I firmly believe they can do the same for you too. The first longtime stellar supporter of this show that I want to mention is Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online with over 8,000 video titles. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. The second sponsor I'm extremely passionate about promoting is Purium. It's no mystery that bringing your mind, body and spirit into balance is necessary if a person truly intends to manifest the greatest and grandest version of themselves. And as of recording this, it's been about mm, four months since I started taking the Purium Core 4 Superfood products every day. And I can honestly and sincerely say my mind, body, and spirit have never felt more in alignment. If you've been looking for a way to easily get superfoods into your system every day with a simple plan that can help you reestablish a healthier foundation and relationship with food, I cannot recommend for you to start with the Purium 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, which includes a 10-day metabolic reset and cleanse enough. I spent personally months researching Purium before I jumped in, and now myself and over 150 other positive heads have started with the 40-Day Ultimate Nutrition Plan, and many of us have continued taking the Core 4 products on an ongoing basis daily ever since. I personally intend to take them for the rest of my life because they played a huge role transforming my vibrational state. If you decide to do it, it'll cost you just over $7 a day for the first 40 days and only about $5 a day after. But if you do it the way that I recommend you to do it, the smartest and most beneficial way, it won't cost you anything. I recommend you to just look at where you can reallocate money you are already spending on food each day. Essentially, you're just going to swap out the unhealthiest stuff you're in the habit of purchasing in exchange for Purium Superfoods. And this way, it costs you nothing to participate in the transformation and cleanse. And it creates exponential benefit because now you've replaced something that lowers your vibration with something that is going to make you feel super high in the healthiest kind of way. Just take a few minutes, see where you can cut out five to seven dollars a day and commit to doing it. It's that simple. Also for support, we'll be doing a big group transformation with other positive heads and soul family once each month for support. So I recommend, you know, going right now, ordering your 40 day ultimate nutrition plan bundle so that you have it when the next group transformation starts. Procrastination is not your friend. 
Order it now. You can thank me later because I can assure you, you will not be sorry you've decided to send a message to the universe that you're ready to step up your vibrational game and reclaim your health sovereignty. Just head over to ishoppurium.com. That's spelled I-S-H-O-P-P-U-R-I-U-M.com. Be sure to use the code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word, for either $50 off or a 25% discount, whichever is greater. And also, if you want to learn more details about the Purium products, why I'm so passionate about promoting them beforehand, you can go check out several videos I shot discussing these things in greater detail. You can also hear my interview with the very inspiring founder, David Sandoval, much, much more over at positivehead.com forward slash transformation. All right, all you positive heads on this week's Pow Wow episode, I'm very excited to have Ajit Nawalka here with me on the show. Ajit is the author of the book of coaching, the forthcoming book titled Living Big, as well as the former CEO of Mind Valley, which is a very unique online school which focuses on consciousness engineering that's reached over 3 million students to date with the help of over 100 different transformational teachers. Ajit, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for inviting me, Brendan. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I believe our, our mutual friend Mark Shapiro made the connection, and uh, he's an amazing individual. You were on his podcast, uh, I, I imagine? Yeah, I was, I was speaking to him just a couple of weeks ago, and he's an amazing soul. You're right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely recommend checking out his show. And okay, I'm going to start with the uh, first, I'm, I'm very predictable with my opening and closing questions. And uh, the opening question is this, you're in the uh, an, in an elevator, the woman mm-hmm. next to you looks over says, what's your passion? You got 10 floors mm-hmm. to answer. What do you say? What's my passion? Was that the question? Mm-hmm. Yep. My passion is to be able to serve and love. I don't think I need 10 floors to really explain that, but it's (laughs) mostly originates from the idea of saying that in this world, when when we really go to our course, when we really go to really understanding who we are and and really understanding why why we do what we do, it boils down to these two words for me. And I think it boils down to these two words for a lot of people. So... My passion is to be able to serve humanity, to be able to serve individuals around the world, to be able to serve mm. my loved ones, serve the, my clients, and be able to love. Mm-hmm. And love not just romantically, but love passionately to all humanity and all human beings in a, in a kind way. And that's really what mm. my passion is. I love it. I love it. That's a beautiful passion. It makes me think of Gandhi's uh, quote, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the service of others. And I always like to add on to that. The reason that holds true is because ultimately there are no others is, you know, my belief. So uh, very, very cool. Well, I, I want to dig in here. And, you know, before we do, I, you know, always love to hear I'm a sucker for go- all kinds of good stories. And, and my, you know, of course, right along with that, at the, at the top of having a guest on the show, I always just like to get a, a background. You have a, such a unique trajectory and what you've already accomplished in this world and, and, and the mark you've made. And how did you, I know it started with the very humble beginnings from what I saw, you know, just kind of uh, doing a little research before uh, actually getting the chance to talk to you. Uh, fill us in on your, on your story. What led you here? So I I was born in a small town of Jaipur in India in a household of about 23 other people. So we were not only wow. me and my parents, but me, my parents, my parents, cousins, my cousins, my grandparents, my grandparents, cousins. So I grew up in a household where I was always surrounded by a lot of people and not with a lot of space. Uh, of course, when 23 people are trying to cram into a house in one small house, it's, it means that we were we were not really having the abundance of not only space, but not an abundance of wealth or, or being able to really enjoy life the way most of the world gets to enjoy or a lot of people around us were getting to enjoy, which got me to really early on be very driven towards uh, knowing that I do want to create abundance in my life. Not only abundance in context of money, but abundance in context of space, abundance in context of things that I can enjoy and experiences that I could share 
with the world. And that got me started in my teens to start exploring what were the possibilities for me around abundance. And that's how my journey really, really started. Now, in India, when you want to be abundant, firstly, you don't say abundant, you say wealthy, uh, because that's mm-hmm. always the first step, right? <laughs> Especially co- somebody coming from the place that I was coming from. Uh, so to get wealthy, you are told you become an engineer, you become a doctor, you become an accountant. Now, the unfortunate thing for me was that I wasn't that smart that I could become an engineer, doctor, <laughs> and accountant, or let's just say I wasn't that studious. I wasn't, I wasn't that inclined. I wasn't a C student, right. but I wasn't an A student either. So I, I tried to be an engineer, but I kind of bombed at it. And, and so I had to kind of ask myself the question that if I did somehow qualify to be an engineer, will I be happy? Will I actually be able to enjoy life even if I made a little bit of money? And, and it was clear to me that that wouldn't be the case. And, and that got me to write a letter to my father and explain him that I'm not going to be that person that will be the you know the savior of the family and so forth and and i have to explore myself again and discover who i am and discover another way to create this abundance which led me to start gaining experiences very early on through part-time jobs getting mentored by teachers educators trainers um, and organizations leaders in different organizations sharing with me that if i choose to be i can be anything that if i went out, invested time and energy and really learned from the giants that are around us or the elders that are around us all the time, I have a chance of creating life on my own terms, which again, would conti- I would continue to explore that. And there I would th- thankfully and gratefully teachers showed up in my life and coaches showed up in my life and showed me different paths. And as I was discovering these paths, there was a time where I was lost and confused because I had started up a company. It kind of didn't work out. I kind of lost all the money that an investor had put into the business. And I had the choice of going back to work for the same company that I was working for before or explore something different. That got me excited Mm -hmm. about the world of internet, which got me excited to reach out to my friends in different places and say, hey, do you know a company uh, that might be in a different part of the world because I wanted to get out of my house that can that can show me a little bit more that would give me an internship or a job on in internet, even if I don't know anything about it. There was a friend mm-hmm. of mine in Malaysia who, who told me about this little startup that was willing to take a risk with interns, uh, which had like 10 employees working out of a bungalow. That company was Mind Valley. Mind Valley today mm. has over 300 employees, over 3 million clients or customers, people who we interact with, hundreds of trainers. Tons of wonderful programs, some of the best ratings in the industry, great events. All of that happened in the last decade since we we started to work together with the founder of the company, and and that's that's been the story, and that that changed dramatically the trajectory of how I showed up because I started to see a lot more trainers, a lot more effectively, really be in close ties with them, and as yeah. I was being close to these trainers and educators and and philosophers. What I found is that all of them were amazing, beautiful human beings, but they, for some reason, were not able to figure out business. They were able to figure mm-hmm. out philosophy and life and speaking and writing and doing this and doing that, but they were not able to figure out business, which, which kind of made it a very interesting proposition because I was like, hey, you're such amazing, smart individuals. How is it that you're not able to figure out business? That got me interested and excited to be able to share what I had built and what I had learned by building organizations and failing a lot. And that has been my passion for the past uh, four years where I've built Evercoach, which helps coaches, trainers, and educators to really build out their empires and become better coaches, trainers, and educators. And also to be able to invest uh, and create Global Grid Institute, which is the company that actually consults uh, these individuals and helps provide services for these individuals to be able to create a great transformative practice. Wow, that's quite quite the journey from um, you know intern to taking a ride like that. You know, having been part of you know a startup that that grew sort of uh, at a, a you know kind of the rocket ship, if you will. That's a that's a unique thing 
in my life to have experienced and and certainly I can only imagine having done it in the space that's all about you know and pertaining to um, consciousness engineering right uh, and someone coming in wanting to learn man you've really manifested calling in like the, about the most ideal uh, scenario one could wish for right because uh, you're getting not only the the sort of the crash course and in, in a startup but then also being around so many amazing philosopher, philosophers and teachers, uh, that's you probably learned in that decade more than most people le- would learn in many lifetimes, huh? Absolutely, absolutely. And and my life has been a learning experience, like all our lives have been a learning experience. But I've been fortunate, definitely, to constantly interact with leaders who are actually the change makers of the world they are kind of leading the conversation of saying hey we could all live a better life and a more uh, and a bigger life uh, in context of being able to really live up to our potential right right and i'm assuming a lot of that uh wisdom and knowledge is being funneled into the new book living big absolutely absolutely uh the new book is not a not something that i kind of went and just told my story or something like that. No, it's it's a very practical guide. It's a very practical book that not only shows you how to live your passion, how to live on purpose, but how to be practical about it. How do you really take your passion? How do you really take your purpose and create a life out of it? Not just a living, not just a great mm. business, but actually a great life, a complete life, a life of freedom, a life of choice, a life of of you really showing up as the way you want to show up, life of spirituality, uh, of your spirituality. And that's really what Live Big does. And I've definitely taken examples of a lot of people that I learned from, a lot of research that went into it, a lot of case studies of us actually helping out build companies and us actually trying these different strategies and ideas within our own company. So it has a variance of, of uh, a lot of things including including how to live a complete life, like I said, not just business strategy. Right, right, right. Well, I'd love to, and of course the book is what, you know, as, as of recording right now, uh, we are in uh, mid-November here, 2018. Someone may be listening to this five years from now. <laughs> We're recording, mm-hmm. it's mid-November 2018. The book is coming out next month. Yeah, the book comes out and yeah, right about a month from now, 11th of December. Exciting, exciting. So, uh, you know, if you'd, if you'd be willing, I'd love to, and of course, you're not going to ever be able to, to download the whole book's worth of material in this, you know, relatively short, uh, you know, powwow we have here. But I mm-hmm. would love to get some insight and perspective into, you know, a little more detail into what you know, how some of those things look, uh, someone living big and how you sort of distill that down in the book. Absolutely. So, so Brandon, we, we know that a lot of us and for that matter, most of the world thinks that creating a big life or having a big life is what I used to think as a teenager, right? Make a lot of money. And that's really where the buck stops. But what if you want, you must have realized that a lot of times you talk to people who have actually made a lot of money, they seem like they are either arrogant or they are a little bit mean. They seem like they're disrespectful. They look sad. We often hear the stories about people who have a lot of money are depressed and so forth. Or they're, they're more miserable. In a, they're just more. They're just equally miserable in a better part of town. <laughs> exactly right. And 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 honestly, I was that guy. I was that guy who was leading this wonderful organization, very purpose driven, had made it. My life goal was to be able to buy a house for my family. I was able to buy that much, much, very, very young. I thought I would buy it by 50. I bought it when I was 30. And I was like, wow, I met my goal. I have the ideal car, the car that I've always wanted, the house that I always wanted. So it felt like that I had met all my goals and all my dreams. And at that stage of life, I realized, hey, I made all this money, but somewhere in the process, I have sacrificed my entire life. And that threw me into a research because firstly, I was like, I am somebody who's living on purpose. I have some, I am somebody who's doing great work. I'm passionate about what I do. Then how is it that I am so unhappy? And it made, and it made me think and wonder 
why was it that I was being so unhappy? And the reason was very obvious once I saw it, which is that I had created this great career and a great lifestyle, but I had ignored my friendships. I had ignored my health. I ignored my parents. I ignored my loved ones. I ignored every other area of my life. I ignored experiences. I would travel around the world and never even see the city. I would just go wow. to hotel rooms from hotel rooms to another hotel room. And that's all I would do because I was just so busy making a living. You see, most right. of us end up doing that. We end up making a living and forget to make a life out of it, right? And that got me into this, this area of saying, okay, it, it, is, it seems unfair to me that as an entrepreneur, if I am putting the time, I'm being brave, I'm putting myself out there, I am making the effort. Why is it that I, I'm the one who's suffering as well, even when I am doing everything from the context of being brave and being smart about things, right? So, so that got me into a research most really figured out, okay, what is it that I can do to live a full life, right? At that time, there was no book idea. There was no, what will I do with it? It was more a journey that I had to take for myself. So I started asking around, like, like we talked about previously, started asking around, I started researching, I started uh, inquiring it. And in the process, I also started working with other companies. And I realized that most of the entrepreneurs are in the same state. They have great companies or they are intending to create great companies, but they are not intending to create a great life. And I was like, hey, that, that doesn't sound right because they're going to be at the same yeah. spot a few months or a few years from now. And so we constantly, I, I, I tried to use the same strategies and I, I would give it to them. And I would say, okay, this is what I'm trying. Why don't you try it too? And they would try and it would work. And so we found that there are some perspectives that if we could introduce to an entrepreneur's life, and not very honestly, they're applicable to a professional too. I'm talking in context of entrepreneurs, but this book is very relevant to anybody who's a professional or does any kind of job, right? So, right. so I was like, hey, here, is, here are some perspectives that if we could experiment with, and we continu continuously experimented, and we found every single time we would experiment with these perspectives, we would find success with our clients. And so we were like, okay, so this is not just something that works for me. It's something that works for everybody. It just shows up differently for people, but it's the same principles, same perspectives, just seen differently based on the stage of your business, right? And your mental state mm -hmm. as well. But, but it shows up differently, but it always gets results. And that really gave birth to Live Big as a book. Now, for example, some of the ideas, you know, like we were talking about mm -hmm. passion and living a passionate life and living a purposeful life, right? We all want to live a purposeful life we all want to live on passion but what happens when you start a business around your passion a lot of us 90 percent to be 90 95 based on research data fail at when we start our passionate business but that really make that's any an interesting sense. statistic yeah 95 yeah. of people who ever start companies fail in the first five years of the company 95 right. or 97 yeah, something that. like that yeah, so that, right. I mean, you start a company, you must be passionate about that idea, right? You must be excited to start the company to be able to be brave enough to say, I'm going to start a company, right? It, the, right? it needs time commitment, it needs money commitment, it needs you putting yourself out there, you doing things that sometimes you don't like. You better like that thing, right? Like at least the thing that you're doing, right? So you're passionate about what you're like, building. Like right? changing you're, a diaper on your baby, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you better so, love it if yeah. you're going to get that dirty. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of like that, right? So you're passionate about this thing. And then five years later, it's not working, right? The reason is because most of the people operate purely from passion. But to make a business work, you have to understand that there is practicality to business. It is not only that if you're passionate about something that the business is going to work, you need mm -hmm. to bring in the elements of practicality. You need to understand how to build a solid product and on your passion. You need to be able to create a process. And I know it sounds really heavy duty and people go like, oh, I don't want to build a process. But hey, processes are just a set of a set way of doing things. That's all the process yep. is. We overcomplicate it, right? But you got to have a process and you got to surround yourself with the right kind of people for you to be able to really create a company, really create an enterprise, even create a successful small business. Like even if you go, hey, Ajit, I don't want to build a billion dollar company. Even if you want to make six figures, seven figures, whatever that is, if you want to do it, you need all of these three elements to work succinctly so you can create a really good living out of it, if not a giant business. But if you want to do a giant business, again, the same principles play out. You can be very passionate about what you do, but you got to figure out what's the product and the product needs to evolve itself. 
You got to figure out what is the process for you to be able to get the results that you say you want to get for your clients repeatedly and consistently. And you got to be able to really bring people who are value aligned with you to not only work with you, but also be your client sometimes. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's, um, that's a huge, huge problem. I think that's out there is, is people are passionate, but once you get to, especially starting any sort of a business, it's, there's a lot to it, right? It's like, you've got to, especially early on, you've got to be able to wear a lot of hats. And I think that's the trickiest part for people is not, you know, they may be really strong in the ideas, but what about accounting and marketing and sales and all mm-hmm. the different elements mm-hmm. that you know it's it's a lot of things and and a lot of times people just aren't prepared and you definitely touched on a, a major point there is like processes like everything having in in constantly refining the process and being able to reinvent yourself is is huge yeah and and that's that's something that we have to consider as entrepreneurs to be able to really look into it uh, because it also gives us the freedom to really be able to build an enterprise, honestly. Uh, because what yeah. happens sometimes is when we are looking at building an enterprise, we tend to work really, really, really hard, like really mm. hard, right? Uh, because we go, oh, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta build this company. So I'm gonna work like 12 hours a day, 14 hours a day, eight, 20 hours a day. Well, guess what? Most successful entrepreneurs, built their companies by working less not working more mm. they mm. might there might be phases where you might be working really hard but that's not mm-hmm. how a company is built you don't work you can you don't build an enterprise by working 20 hour days you build an enterprise by finding people and working in an effective system giving yourself creative time to be able to ki- uh, build a multi-million dollar company It is about your default mode of the brain, as we call it. Default mode of the brain gets activated when you are actually enjoying downtime, which is you're doing the most mundane activities ever, like taking a shower or folding laundry. And and default mode of the brain is the part of the brain that allows you to connect those dots that otherwise are not really available in your conscious mind because you're just doing, 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 where else when you stop for a second and take a break, your unconscious or your subconscious takes all that information that has been given to it and processes it beautifully, creates an original thought, creates an original idea, finds a creative solution, gives it back to you so you can finally scale your business. It's a counterintuitive approach. And we, there's so many of mm-hmm. these we talk about in the book where it's like, people go, huh? I thought everybody said, I need to start a company. Or I need to build a company. I need to work like crazy hours. No, you actually have to work less if you want to build a solid on enterprise and a, and a crazy good organization. You actually want to find creative time for yourself because that's what's going to build your, that's what's going to give you the edge against everybody mm-hmm. else. And that's what's going to build a solid organization. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, this is a great topic because, you know, of course, being a serial entrepreneur myself and uh, having, uh, I started listening to a, a book at a recommendation of a friend, um, uh, you know, that's, it's sort of a hybrid business book. It's, it's, it's a life, it, it, it applies to all of life, really. Uh, you know, they're all reflections of each other, right? And one of the things that it seems counterintuitive that, that this book called Good to Great that I've been listening to, um, mm-hmm. really, really amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's talking about, you know, and I'm only partway through it, but talking about like what really makes the, the, you know, I think tier five, you know, leader, I think it's something, you know, that he has this kind of ranking system. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the top notch leaders of, of the biggest organizations is humility uh, and, you know, serving, um, as you talked about at the top of the show, serving how important that is. Whereas, you know, a lot of times we think of the sort of the, the, the pompous, egotistical, you know, leader who's, you know, all about their, their ego and that sort of thing. He's like, those are the ones that 
actually don't create the most success. It's all about serving and removing obstacles for others. And, you know, I, th- I think that's really, there's so many things out there that I think in the general public are counterintuitive. Like you said, isn't it working smarter, not harder is, you know, it kind of made me, when you were saying that, made me think of the, the saying that the American dream is not, you know, 100% of your own efforts. It's 99% uh, or it's, it's 1% of 100 people's efforts rather. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, you know, working much smarter, not harder, injecting humility, you know, these kinds of things, um, you know, knowing where your strengths are and finding others that uh, can kind of fill the gap where you don't have strengths. I think all of these things are important when you're putting together any type of organization or movement, because, you know, a lot of the listeners of the show, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would like to start a business or have their own business or thinking about it, or in some cases, just an organization. And some of these principles go across the board, right? I mean, you can, you can apply them across all kinds of different things aside from, from just running, you know, a for-profit business. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I said, I mean, you're, you're very right. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to take principles like these and really bring it back to your, to your reality, whatever that is. You could be a professional. You could take it back to your life and start approaching your life from a place of saying, Hey, if I'm doing certain things in an ineffective way, how do I find that effectiveness? If I am not being somebody who solves other people's problems, how can I actually do that? So because if I remove obstacles for other people, and that creates candor in our that creates candor in our reality. That creates love and, and service, the culture of love and service between us as friends, as as family members. So you can take the same philosophies and totally implement them in your life to be able to get greater results in context of just the quality of life that you live. Mm. Yeah, and you know, one of the things that I'm I'm curious about, having spent you know all that time at Mind Valley, you've met some of the, you know, there's some pretty amazing teachers that make up mm-hmm. that uh, that network. Um, I'd love to maybe hear from you what some of your, you know, you're getting. Uh, an education on many levels in that process, right? And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear maybe some of you know the the people. Or the teachings or teachers that you, you, you know, were able to sort of learn from uh, at Mind Valley, and, and you know, what are some of the things that you t- you took away? Some of the best, uh, uh, you know, lessons or advice that you learned while there. So, if I have to give nuggets, so there's a ton that I learned, right? Because I've I've interacted with some of the most phenomenal trainers and teachers out there, but but if I was to kind of take nuggets that I can actually. Mm-hmm distilled really quickly in our conversation uh there's some really cool stuff that i think people can take away right now and and think about it and hopefully it'll help you transform your life right so and maybe you can before you jump into that maybe you can just give a a, a glimpse into who some of the teachers are that have worked with mind valley because some people have have not heard of it and listening i'm sure so so i'm Silva method bob proctor lisa nichols eric Edmeets, jim quick uh, we have had speakers like Dave Asprey, Jay Shetty, like these, like there's so many trainers and educators mm. that have come on our platform. Uh, Daniel, right. I, I know, I, yeah, so there's so, so many, so many, like it, it's a, uh, like you said, there are a hundred of those. Uh, but there, these are some of the popular names that you might have heard about. Right. Uh, right. So, right. So these are some of the guys and girls uh, that have been on the platform. Um, some nuggets that that I that I loved and that I have immediate recall on. I'm not talking about the full programs. I'm talking about like one-liners kind of that can help you shift your reality a little bit is one was by Bob Proctor. Um, Bob Mm -hmm. Proctor once uh, said in one of our trainings, uh, what if you could make your annual income, your monthly income? What if Mm. you could make your annual income, monthly income? Now I'm paraphrasing. So don't like, I'm not trying to quote him exactly. Right. right? Uh, What if you can make your annual income? your monthly income now that seems like a very innocent simple question but if you if you actually think about it and you go hey what if i could make my annual income my monthly income and you start to work towards seeing what are some of the things that you got to do to be able to make your annual income your monthly income what will happen Mm -hmm. is that your brain starts to process that information and start to find ways 
on how do you really translate that to your life. And it, it's not going to happen in one day or two days, but it will happen, right? So that's kind of right. what was one really good thing that I learned. Um, there was, uh, there is an author, his name is Brian Johnson. He, he created something called the Philosopher's Notes. He used to be an author with us. And we were at a team retreat and he once said, again, paraphrasing, is to write down your goals, right? Very simple advice. But at that time, I wasn't doing it. This is almost a decade ago mm. uh, or more, right. is write down your goals. And that, I think, was one of the, the first shifts that happened in my life was I started writing down my goals. And I also started to actually write down how will I tackle it, which means how am mm. I actually going to get to the goal? Right. Because right. a lot of times we write down the goals, but then we write it down and then we forget about it. Right. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to write down how to tackle it. And that was transformative mm. for me. So that would be one more thing that I would invite everybody listening to this conversation right now to do is to write down how to tackle your goals, how you're going to actually get to your goal. Another thing that I think Lisa Nichols once said was um, nobody rises to a low expectation. Oh, sorry. No, it's not Lisa Nichols. It's Les Brown who said this. Um, nobody rises to a low expectation, uh, which is basically mm. in summary meaning that if you have a low expectation of yourself or of other people, you will tend to only meet that expectation. So have a higher expectation of yourself, firstly, right. and of other people as well. When you will have a higher expectation from everybody and yourself, you will tend to meet it. So have a higher expectation. So just some things that are popping in my head right now. And so I'm kind sure. of sharing that with you. Um, and I, I mean, I learned so many tools though. I mean, Mind Valley is a learning platform. So learned meditation there, learned mindfulness there, learned intuition there, learned how to tap, sorry, how to tap into my intuition there, learned about who, who I really am there. There's so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of those, I mean, you know, and, and that is one of the things about it, you know, having looked at Mind Valley, it, 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 there is a lot, lot going on. It's, it's sort of like a, you know, uh, it can almost be overwhelming how many different things you can, you rabbit holes you can go down, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, would you say those are some of the ones that were your, your you know, your biggest um, takeaways was learning how to tap into your intuition or meditation? Or uh, is there any one in particular that is like, if someone were to, to, one thing that you studied or learned out of all the things that you've studied or learned that you would, would be like, if, if you don't do anything, do this. Well, for me, it was meditation was the first tipping point on personal development. Uh, because mm. when I joined Mind Valley, honestly, I wasn't into any personal development. I didn't read books. Like I had never read a book by that time. I had read school books and that's why I hated books. So I wasn't right. tapped into... I wasn't tapped into reading. I wasn't tapped into studying. I didn't understand the concept of why should one study once they have finished uh, their school, right? You, you study to get a degree. Otherwise, you should just play all the time, right? So I wasn't tapped into all those ideas. And all those ideas came through the channel of studying a lot because I was creating marketing for, for the company or because I was creating the different conversations around how do we really build a business around this, and that's how I got educated. That's how I got interested in personal development. So my first big training was, was meditation. That's why I would credit that as the first thing. But it's not actually confusing. If you really look from a place of saying, what is it that I want from experience? And that's why you got to operate from a place of creation. You got to operate from a place of what do you want in your life? How do you want to create your life? And here's another tool for you, whoever, for everybody that's listening right now, is not only write your goal, imagine how you want to feel you feel about your goal, say, six, say five years from now or 10 years from now, right? Mm. How do you want to feel on a daily basis? Because when you know how you want to feel on a daily basis, you will start operating from a place of creation. Because as much as you will write that creative place, like the place you want to be and how you want to feel and how it looks like five years from now, you'll start to live it almost on a daily basis because you'll start to feel like, oh, I want to get there in five years. Yes. But what can I do right now? Right. And you'll start making mm. small changes in your life when you are ready to make those small changes. Let's say, for example, if you want to feel more energetic on a daily basis, uh, maybe you need to change your diet and maybe you want to look at your health. You will start asking the question of saying, hey, how do I be more energetic than I am today? And that would start to 
open up a new portal for you to really ask the question of, okay, what are the ways that I can learn about being more energetic? You might end up on mindbody.com learning about a program that we have called a program that we call WildFit by my dear friend Eric mm. Edmeets, who shows you how to change small things in your life that will immediately give you a boost in energy, help you reduce weight, and heal tons of diseases in the process. Right, so stuff like that is going to happen. So don't. Uh, it's not to confuse the audience. It's to be able to offer the best programs in the industry. Is why we have a varied variety of programs on the platform. Right. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. Well, now, well, now seems like a good moment to take a quick minute to tell those of you who aren't familiar a bit about our sponsor, Gaia. I've been a big fan of Gaia for many years now, which is why they're the only content provider I've ever reached out to in regards to potentially supporting this podcast. So needless to say, I'm very excited they're now supporting the show. Gaia truly is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web. They have an incredible 7,000 plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. Just to give you an example, on the show Missing Links, the incredible researcher Greg Braden explores all the biggest questions concerning who we are, where we come from, where we're going, by connecting the missing links between science and spirituality to complete our understanding of humanity's history and to better understand the interconnectedness of all things. Awesome, right? And that's just one example. As you guys constantly hear me say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration. And if you're looking to go deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. You also have, you'd mentioned, I believe, Global Grit, where you actually help, because certainly there's no, there's uh, people listening who are already coaching or, mm-hmm. you know, doing a, you know, a lot of podcasts uh, I, I've seen of, you know, people who've been longtime listeners or friends and then start a podcast as well or their own coaching business and that, you know, there's a lot of that sort of thing going on out there. And with Global Grit, you actually help to... Um, you work with those coaches, right? And one mm-hmm. of the one of the things that I noticed is, um, you know, well, one, I just like to hear what what some of your advice. I guess the, the first question: What's the advice you'd give someone who is just sort of stepping, you know, sticking their toes into the coaching world, or they're looking at, you know, they've gotten really passionate about helping others and consciousness and spirituality and some of these, these sorts of concepts, but Mm -hmm. haven't taken that first step and are are intimidated. What, what is, you know, what, what would you tell them to, 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 to start with? So there's two part answer. Firstly, uh, and I want to address that because I know that's a common dialogue it's not a lot of people in the industry. It's not enough people in the industry for that matter. There's too few people considering the size of audience that we have to serve as, as, mm. as, uh, as coaches, trainers, educators. So firstly, that's, that's one thing that if anybody feels, because I know that becomes a dialogue sometimes like, Oh, I see there are so mm-hmm. many coaches these days. It's not, you are listening mm. to an echo chamber because you're on Facebook and you clicked on an ad that shows you all the ads that are related to coaching you're so right, you're in right, an right, echo right. chamber is while you think is right. why you think there are too many coaches there are actually too few of us uh right, and secondly if you want to get started there there's two-step approach firstly get educated uh is don't just get started because you got excited about spirituality go and do think about it like this when somebody wants to be a surgeon or a doctor or an engineer you do a little bit of study for it i'm not saying you need to get <laughs> yeah, certification a lot of it, right a lot of it like for years right i'm not saying you need to do a certification you can choose to do it you can choose not to do it it's fine that's not the challenge the challenge really is that most people don't invest the time to really learn and study yeah. and find out how to really create change in somebody else's life they don't invest the time to really study human psychology and biology to be able to really go in and say, hey, this is how I will be able to transform somebody's life. So first invitation is do a little bit of study and lot if possible, if that time permits. And if if you have the availability, do a lot of study and, and continue to do it even if you become very successful because that's how you continue to up your game, right? And secondly right. is don't ignore the business part. 
lot of coaches get yeah. excited. They get excited and pumped and they get started on the journey. And then, well, guess what? They didn't get their structure right. They didn't get their team right. They didn't get just the simple basic business stuff right. And that's why their business doesn't work. It has nothing to do with the quality of coaching they do. It has more to do with just basic principles of setup of how they how they set up their business. So my secondary invitation would be to be able to actually study the business part of it. And if I may offer this on uh, right now, if you're a coach, Google the book of coaching. It's available on our platform, Evercoach, for literally nothing. We give the audio book and the book almost for free. Just go ahead and get that book. It'll just give you the base idea of what to do to build a practice, how to build a business setup for it, how to really build a methodology for you, all of that. And that's just our gift to the world. So it's nothing else. It's just basically us trying to just recoup the cost of investment of actually building that, that that comes with the free program and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's, it's something that we wanted to give back to, to individuals like, like, like individuals who are just starting out on the process. My invitation is just book, just Google the book of coaching, ever coach, and you will be able to find a way to, to get that book for almost free. Excellent. Excellent. I know some people w- are going to be excited to check that out. So that's, that's really cool that you're, you're putting that out there and really the aim is to get it into people's hands first and foremost. Uh, definitely, definitely like that. Um, so on global grit, one of the things that jumped out at me is, it, you know, it, it basically, and I'll just read it here. It said, you know, establish a new kind of grit, build your mm-hmm. resilience, reconnect with your power, strengthen your emotional intelligence so you can unleash your true human uh, potential to accelerate in life. Mm-hmm. And I really loved that. So I'd love to hear you expound on that. So global how you help like to make all that happen. Yeah. So global Institute, global grit Institute came out of the idea of, like I said, we knew that we could teach people business sometimes, but it kind of creates a living for them, but doesn't really create a life. So it's eventually what all entrepreneurs want, or seems like what all entrepreneurs want, is to be able to create a positive impact in the world. And at the same point of time, make money and be happy for themselves, like have the freedom to be able to actually right. live a life, right? But what happens with most of us is we get trapped in like crazy, once we actually start the business, the business becomes like the golden shackles that we're just trapped in with all the time. <laughs> right. And so what we said is, okay, why does that happen? And that research led us to believe, led us to find that it's because of the internal dialogue of the entrepreneur and the structural output that comes out of that internal dialogue that the entre- entrepreneur has. The internal, by internal dialogue, I mean, how is it that we are talking to ourselves? And what is it that we are really telling ourselves to be the truths? of building a business, which most of the time is not the truth of building a business. It's just miseducation or wrong education because it's based on perspective that is not educated through research. It's educated and informed through one person's experience, right? So we said, that's not fair because my experience will be different than Brandon's experience, right? What is fair is to go, okay, what is it that is a fundamental, undeniable principle that we can argue and debate on and present facts around for us to be able to have a valid argument to keep moving forward in, in, in the context of saying, okay, this is what will really create a business in alignment with who you truly are, right? So we found those principles. And now what we do is as we are working with entrepreneurs, knowing that what you want as an entrepreneur is freedom, money, and be able to create an impact and, and do something positive for the world, right? Or at least these are the people that we want to talk to. Right. So if you are that, if I can help you get freedom while growing your business, you would be interested. And what we have found is more and more freedom we can get by releasing a lot of internal dialogues that the entrepreneurs have around business and then creating structures on the outside to be able to reflect that internal dialogue and create a life that is independent of that business, but still grows the business that becomes the magic sauce that becomes the secret sauce and that's really what Mm. we go in when we are working with a company as global green institute is we actually first start with the entrepreneur change the reality on how they how they approach their life and approach their leadership and approach the the other things that most of the entrepreneurs think oh that's not important but what we found is that's the most important thing is if they can Mm. shift the way they look at things the business grows and we've found on average, we can grow a company anywhere between 30% to 200% year on year, like, 
like we've found that consistently working with us, the companies will grow at that percentage. But at the same point of time, the entrepreneur tends to work about half as much as they were working before. Right. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. And what I love about all of that is this idea, if you shift your perspective internally, then it's going to shift your reality externally. And that's just something that we just circle over and over and over and over again on this show, because, you know, I'm of the firm belief there, you know, there is no out there out there. It shows up the way you believe it's going to show up. And, the, you know, so if you start shifting the way you're, you, you know, instead of telling the story is I, I've got to work 14 hours a day and that's the only way to make it. And all these things that maybe you picked up along the way or one person handed you and told you this is how it is. And you you said, OK, I believe it. And, and so it is. And you have now cast a spell over me. Right. It's uh, it's uh, it's sort of breaking those spells and, and reprogramming your belief system and seeing that reality is actually quite malleable and what we're looking to do here in all areas of our life is to 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 write new stories uh so that we can get results that are more congruent with what it is we want to experience absolutely absolutely yeah, so so you got the book uh, Living Big coming out. I mean, you've you've had quite the ride in in your you know up to this point in your life. And uh, I'm curious what what is sort of on the horizon for you? What's next? What is you know what is it that you're most excited about? Uh, I'm very excited about the book. So the book is called Live Big, and and uh, I'm excited about the book because it really moves the conversation from hustle, 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 to saying, hey, you mm-hmm. can have a big life and you can actually meet the dreams that you've always wanted to. I'm also excited about my new child, which I think I'm the most excited about. Uh, I just Aww. became a father and I'm super pumped and excited about that. I'm having a great time spending time with family and I'm so grateful uh, that I can actually afford to spend as much time I, I want with my family right now because of the way... I've constructed my life, which are all based on the principles of the book, Live Big. Is it Live Big or Living Big? It's Live Big. Oh, okay. I, I, had, it, I had it written down here wrong. Okay. I'm glad that you clarified. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Um, so, and, and now I guess that's a great kind of place to, to segue a little bit into for those people who want to get it, you know, how they can go about getting it. I know that you uh, were going to put together a, a you know, special access for, for the listeners. Maybe now would be a good time to, to explain that. Absolutely. So because of the wonderful tribe that Positive Head is, we wanted to give something really special to you guys, and it's an exclusive for you. So when I wrote the book, one of the key things that I found was sometimes when we read something and we are inspired by it, we need a little bit of follow-up. We just need that little nudge that can help us get through the hump and actually create a new reality, right? So as you get the book, you get a free program with the book. It's a 21-day reset. Basically, in 21 days, we help you redesign your life in a way where you can actually start practicing the principles that I talked about in the book and create your business in a way that it will tend to grow, or at least you'll start the journey for its growth. And it's a 21-day program, and we give it away for free. It's called Art of Living Big. What we are going to do for Positive Head listeners is that we're going to give you the course even if you don't get the book. So if you go over to livebigthebook.com slash positive head, livebigthebook.com slash positive head, and you will find the link in show notes as well, you will be able to go and sign up for the 21-day program absolutely for free, uh, and you don't even have to get the book. It'll be great if you get the book because it'll be a great companion for it. But just because you're listening to this conversation and and you are such a positive person listening to Positive Head, we want to give this program to you absolutely for free. Wow, that's quite gracious of you. And uh, I highly recommend, of course, getting the book. It's kind of like you don't want to go to class without your your uh, <laughs> your book in hand, right? I mean, you're gonna you might get put in detention or time out. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's really really gracious. Thank you for that. I know there's going to be uh, definitely some people that want to take you up on that. And um, now, 
do you have any idea sort of, and, and I know it's probably a, it's probably a, a, a tricky question because it's like the book is uh, looming big, pun intended, right in front of you. <laughs> but do you have any idea, like any other plans beyond that as far as uh, what, what you will do next as far as writing or any, you know, other projects that you're involved with, uh, you know, that, that you're, you're really excited about? Well, I'm I'm excited about my baby, like I said, and I'm excited about yeah, the yeah, businesses yeah. that we are creating. Uh, and we have our visions very clear for the next five years and maybe even for the next mm-hmm. 10 years. Ten, 10 years, we have more of a vivid direction versus a, a clear vision. So so we are focused on that very much to, to build Evercoach and to be able to support coaches, to be able to gotcha. build Global Red Institute and really do real partnerships where we can actually build companies that have a positive message uh, that they want to spread in the world. I I love writing, and I think there will be another book. I, it's a little yeah. early for me to really reveal what it's all <laughs> right, about. Right, right. Uh, it is in right. research mode right now, but I'm very excited about what I'm writing next as well. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's I was kind of curious if there was any any sort of other hot topics that you wanted to tackle, and um, all that sounds wonderful. I would like to switch gears just a little bit as we as we wind down here. Um, you know, as my listeners know, I love a good story uh, of synchronicity or serendipity or a positive paranormal story, and I, I got to think being around all those amazing teachers and coaches, you know, consciousness engineering, you've had something that's popped up that is uh in super inspiring or magical or or you know just synchronistic uh anything good to share <laughs> yeah absolutely and it's so funny because it happened this morning and the, on the morning of Ooh, when we we're recording yeah, this is is where <laughs> i was i was thinking about a particular author and i can't give the name away because it's too early on right now in the conversation uh, but there's this particular author and I was like, hey, I, I'm building, like like I told you, we're building Global Green Institute right now. And we were like, hey, I think she would be an amazing partner in this company. Mm-hmm. And so I reached mm-hmm. out and I sent a text saying, hey, I'd love to figure out if there was something that we can play on together. And this was like last night before going to bed, right? So I, I kind of yeah. texted her and and she replied back sometime in the night. And he was like, I just, I just saw your text and you won't believe I was literally thinking about the same thing. And I was about to text wow. you the same thing, and and wow. so it was, and so we got on the phone this this morning itself, and we talked some good stuff there, and and most likely we're gonna play together. But it was just, it's so coincidental, and we are so connected as human beings, right? Like I was thinking about Ugh. something at the same time, somebody else was thinking about the same thing. It wasn't only like we were yeah. just thinking about each other; it was literally we were both thinking about the exact same thing. Isn't that wild? You know what's so funny about that? That same thing has happened to me three times in the last two weeks in a way um, that's just like, like uh, in, in all to do with, you know, business related stuff. But one is a person I, we talked, you know, uh, I talked to four years ago, literally I reach out to him and he's like, oh my gosh, I was just looking to see, to find you and your partners. Like, what are you up to? Like uh, someone else, like uh, same thing, hadn't worked with in over a year. Oh my gosh. Like you reached out about possibly collaborating on something and then uh two hours later i was let go like from my job like it just keeps happening it's like and there's even a third time like um it's really an interesting thing and you know this is something that i've been pondering especially because it's happened so much to me that same same kind of thing (laughs) in, in the last week and um and you know in one of those cases for example the first one i just shared it didn't end up working out with the person so one of the things that i'm really been giving some consideration to i'd love to hear your thoughts on it um is okay the we have synchronicities that sort of are breadcrumbs by higher self, whatever you want to call it, perhaps, you know, that we follow. And, and, and I, I definitely, you know, am move more and more into like a flow state. Like, you know, if you're familiar with like the book, the surrender experiment, you know, mm-hmm. where does the universe want to take me? Um, but there's also, I feel like there's a piece of this we need to balance out. And that is there's threads of energetic connectivity no matter what. So mm-hmm. it's not always that 
you know, because they felt it and you felt it. And as a result, you're thinking of each other simultaneously that it's Mm going to work out in this marvelous, you know, happily ever after kind of thing. Um, And I've seen that a few times where, you know, maybe a few years ago, I'd been like, oh, man, that's a sign for sure. I should work with this person. Whereas Mm -hmm. after some times of that not sort of panning out and then I'm like, okay, well, that's confusing. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I got this great moment and then it didn't pan out. Like, what's that all about? And what I've come to, you know, my own sort of theory on it is like, okay, it kind of makes sense that we're all connected. We're all, you know, tapped into the same field, the same consciousness. When we're thinking about another, they're energetically impacted at some level. And uh, I think as we sort of, the world continues to uh, ascend or awaken or whatever you want to call it, uh, move into more, you know, more elevated consciousness, those kind of things where if I think about someone, they're feeling it more readily than maybe in the past, it would be my theory. But it's not always necessarily, uh, at least, and in, 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 in I'm not saying anything about what just happened with you. That sounds great, and I hope it's wonderful. But, uh, you know, I've just noticed him with my own self, sometimes it's just like, oh, okay, that that was a we both felt the ping but it didn't mean we should 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 you know go down the happy trail together or it didn't pan out so i'm just curious what your thoughts are on on that absolutely it it's sometimes it doesn't work out but i don't think that has that's not a sign of saying it's you know everything in our life is designed for us to lead to something we just don't see it yep. we can't understand yep. it and we don't have to understand it that is why yep. Life creates the joy that it creates because it is surprising and exciting and it has certain, it has some certainty, but it has a lot of uncertainty. So even if it doesn't work out, I think there is a a experience to be attached to it. There is a learning to be attached to it. There is a joy and a joy ride to be attached to it. So I don't necessarily believe that, oh, it doesn't work out. So it meant that I read this wrong or I shouldn't have partnered with somebody I think sure. what it really means is, oh, there was something that I had to learn from it. And and still, yep. I must listen when the universe is talking. I think we, yep. we still need to keep an open ear and look for those whispers that will show us that there is a possibility that lies than what lies beyond than what we have ever imagined or could imagine. So let's be open mm. to that. But also know that if it doesn't work out, it doesn't mean it's not going to work out. It simply means, hey... There was something else to learn from it. Did you capture yep. that? And if you did capture yeah. that, great. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And maybe you needed to go through that experience in order to yeah. get to the next step. Or or the other th- way to kind of look at it is, you know, there are all these threads of connectivity and possibilities, you know, possi- possible, you know, as timelines, as some people would, would uh, sort of reference it as, is like, hey, you know, okay, this person, we, we are connecting. That's one direction i could go right now uh but there's also this direction and this direction and this direction so it's like and then here we are as humans sort of trying to uh do our best to to kind of make sense of it all and i think that is a a great way that you're suggesting to approach it like hey the, the universe is whispering i'm gonna i'm gonna explore my job is to in a very childlike with a sense of childlike wonder turn over rocks and explore you know uh explore the breadcrumbs and without any sort of attachment of where they go and knowing that the ones that are really you know meant to sink in and that are you know my my greatest and grandest path that that is what i'm always giving my energy and alignment and belief to kind of like you talked about earlier where it's like reestablishing your perspective about how to how to conduct business establishing your perspective as hey that what's the greatest and greatest path for me will always in the end be the one that i'm i'm going to find myself on and uh and not being really attached to any expectations or outcomes absolutely absolutely man Ah, well, this has been awesome. I definitely, uh, you know, man, that time went really, really quickly. Um, I do, I do have, I do have one final question I would like to, uh, to leave you with. And it's a, it's a same, same question I always like to end with. And it is, uh, my clicheest question of all in 60 seconds or less. What is the meaning of life according to Ajit Nawalka? Hmm. The meaning of life, I think the the best way to explain it is uh, what Alan Watts once said. Alan Watts once said, and I'm paraphrasing him, is that you don't listen to music for knowing mm-hmm. the end or listening to the final note of the music. 
you listen to music mm. to enjoy the music and final note of the music really means the end of music right mm. for me the meaning of life is to enjoy life like music let it in, let it flow let it flow enjoy the ups enjoy the downs and and play with it as much as you want it is for you to experience and to be able to create great experiences for everybody around you to move everything in a positive direction i think that is what is the mm. meaning of life there is there uh, is nothing more there is no destination we are moving towards it's just play this is the destination this moment that we have together is the mm. destination and it's also the play mm. you know what's so great about that is literally i asked this question on at the end of every powwow and for the first time this week um, on my daily episodes where it's just me, uh, exploring whatever's bubbling up in my own life and, you know, uh, whatever I just feel called what wants to come through, right? Um, I ended up exploring, based off of posting an Alan Watts quote, I ended up doing a whole episode, and then people responded to that quote, and a couple of them were a little more pessimistic responses. I ended up doing a whole episode a couple days ago um, on it, and the it was just that I talked about like the dance. You don't, you don't play a song. You don't dance <laughs> to find the spot in the room. He talked about to get to a certain yeah. spot in the room or listen to music to hear the last note. And the, the quote was, uh, that, that kind of sparked that episode just like two days ago that in by Alan was the meaning of life is just to be alive. It is so plain and so obvious and so simple. And yet everybody rushes around in a great panic as if it were necessary to achieve something beyond themselves. So that so it's beautiful. That's such a beautiful end to this powwow and exclamation point on what wants to come through this week. And uh, I uh, so appreciate you for taking the time to connect. This has been amazing. Thank you so much, Brendan. Thank you. Until next time, journey well, my friend. Well, everyone, that concludes this week's interview episode. If you have enjoyed this positive download from our hearts and minds to yours, please. Take a minute, give us a rating or review on iTunes, since iTunes is the holy grail of all things podcasting. Uh, your good reviews help us to reach more listeners. Also, we would be extremely appreciative if you would tell your friends and family about the show. Our sincere intent with the Positive Head podcast is to spread positivity to the world because, well, because we're selfish, quite honestly. Uh, I say that jokingly, but really only halfway joking. I'm referring to the good kind of selfish based on the knowing that we all get what we give in this life because when we give, we're actually always giving to extensions of self since we're all really one in the same consciousness, just in different bodies. So if you want to be a good selfish along with us by helping to spread the positivity, by all means, please proceed to shout about the Positive Head podcast from your rooftop. <laughs> Otherwise, as you continue on your fabulous journey in this 3D reality, be sure to remember this. As long as you ain't dead, you're already positive ahead. Journey well, everyone, and thank you for being.